0: So I'm Kia.
1: Hi, I'm Keisha.
0: And this is the part where Flo would say she's Flo. And this is Melanin.
1: <laughs> In medicine. Oh, that's
0: so cute. <laughs> she's like, oh, it's mine? Okay. Um, so yeah, as you guys know, Flo, well, you probably don't know yet because we recorded next week's episode today, or yesterday. Excuse me. Yes. So um, Flo is gone. She's out of town. Uh, she will be on next week's episode. It's a really casual episode. Um, we were just trying to get whatever time we could out of flow. Um, so yeah, you know, we, we took some time to record yesterday, but she is gone. She's out of town visiting family for the break and she'll be back. But until then we have a guest. Um, and I'm super excited because number one, she's one of our friends from our <laughs> premature class because we have friends guys. We're super popular. <laughs> um, the girls are going wild. Uh, <laughs> not like the old. Never mind. Yeah.
1: Uh, <laughs> a good wild.
0: A good exactly. A uh, classy wild. Um, but yeah, so uh, our guest today is Keisha, so go ahead and introduce yourself.
1: Yeah, so I'm Keisha England. Um, I'm originally from Tulsa, Oklahoma. I did my undergrad at McPherson College in McPherson, Kansas, a small private school, and um, now I'm in KU Med. I guess I'm a rising M1. Yeah. yeah. We just finished our pre-matriculation program,
0: so. Yeah. And how do you crazy. feel about it?
1: I loved it. I really thought, like, it helped me prepare to, it really, like, forced me to learn another way to study. So, yeah. like, how to study, like, efficiently, um, especially when there's so much material, like, as much material as we get, it's just, like, insane. So, learning how to kind of manage that was super helpful, mm-hmm. you know, super, even if it didn't count as a grade, like, it was super, super helpful, so.
0: I think for a while, I never really understood why medical students were so busy. Mm-hmm. And then I, it just all made sense. Yeah. Like, everything, it was just, like...
1: Yeah. All the... Everything everyone told us leading into med school made sense, like, the first day. And I was like, oh, man. This is a lot. This is real. <laughs> this like, is real, I just thought yeah. they were being
0: dramatic. Nah, yeah, like... No, it
1: really is that serious. <laughs> and, like, literally when you say you don't have time to study wrong, you really don't. Like, you have to study, like, as efficiently as possible, or else you literally just won't make it. So, no. yeah, it was a lot. But no, that program really did help manage that. I feel like I'm going to be a lot more successful in the fall now Yeah. because of it, so...
0: And yeah. I think we have a lot to worry about. Like, I never really thought about it as, like, a stressful transition. Mm-hmm. But it's super different. Yeah. It's just so different. It really is. So, I don't want to get too into the meat of um, this week's episode. Oh, my goodness. I'm fighting with Astro, guys. Forgive me. <laughs> um, But... Um, We will get to that on our stepping stones. First, as you guys know, when we have a guest, um, we have them talk about a quote or a motto that they live by. Um, So this will be our elders elevation segment. So go ahead.
1: Um, So one of my favorite quotes that I've always liked is God is not giving you a spirit of fear, but of power, love and a sound mind. Okay, wait.
0: Say it again. Slow it down. Okay,
1: <laughs> sorry. <laughs> God has not given you a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. And mm. That's Second Timothy one seven. So, um, even if you're not religious, but just like it, just always gives me confidence when I'm feeling nervous or, you know, overexcited or just something's going on. I'm always like, wait, 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 wait. Like, I have power. I'm right. fine. I have a sound mind like I'm good like that's real anything else that's outside of that isn't something I need yeah it's super motivating
0: I feel like even if people aren't religious like they could identify with that that's something that people could yeah definitely
1: so when that fear starts creeping in I'm like no 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 like this isn't for me it's you know
0: it's for someone else. (laughs) For someone else. Hopefully no one else is not for me. Is that something you told yourself, you know, going through MCAT, going through interviews, stuff like that? Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean just all
1: those nerve wracking moments. I just kind of like repeat it over and over and you know, the more you say it, the more you believe it. Sometimes I'm saying I'm like, I don't really I don't think this is true. I'm still terrified, but like it helps. It helps (laughs) get through. What a mood. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)
0: Um, you said you had two. Okay, yeah, oh, that's
1: right. Um, I My motto for the year, I always try to have one for the year, and this one was, um, I no longer force things. What flows, flows, and what crashes, crashes. I only have space and um, energy for things that are meant for me. Hi, nice. so Do you I know really who said like that? that. Just... No, I don't. I yeah. saw it, honestly, I saw it on Twitter, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I love this. So, like, I made a little sticky. It like, It'd be like that. This is my motto of the year. Yeah, so that one's nice because it's just like, when something's not working or if I constantly feel like I have to, like, make things perfect and work great. But, like, if it's not, like, I only have energy for what's going to be good for me. And so it's not yeah, that's It's not working. If it crashes, that's fine. Like, so just letting failures go, you know. That's perfect like, for today's yeah, episode. I like that. Yeah. So.
0: Honestly, I feel like that's the energy you have to adopt through this process. Yeah.
1: Because
0: you really have no control. No. Like, the day you submit your MCAT, it's like, well... My hands are in a lot of my- strangers... Or my life is in a lot of strangers' <laughs> it hands. It really is. It really
1: is. It's <laughs> completely out of your control at that point. So you've done everything you could. And so then after that, if it flows, it flows. Literally. It crashes, it crashes. That's fine.
0: What so, a mood. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> this is, like, perfect for the season two of, like, the application cycle just Yay, starting. I'm glad. Good. <laughs> um. So... My neighbors are getting wild. Um. So... I'm, like, completely blanking. Oh, Mahoney messages. So, um... This week, we've had like a lot of different Mahoney messages talking about people needing help with personal statements. And if you guys do need any help at all, definitely email us. Um, This is like a three week run where we have a lot of time. So if you do have a personal statement or anything on your application that you want us to check out, um, feel free to um, email it to us and we'll take a look at it. Um, Turnaround time should be good, but you know, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, we want to make sure to get it back to you as soon as possible. I always try to respond as soon as I see it because I know myself and I'll get distracted and I won't respond. So, um, I don't want to do that to my listeners because I love y'all. So... Yeah, we'll be sure to respond um, if you email us right away. And especially, we know that the timing with this is crucial. Yeah, so. for sure. Okay. Um, not that, I mean, you don't have to, girl. No, no, I feel you. <laughs> She's no, filling it in is, for flow. <laughs> no, yeah, it is
1: crucial. No, this is, like, a huge, I just remember where I was a year ago through the application process, and this was, like, so overwhelming. So. It was
0: a lot. I was mm-hmm. so angry all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I was just so annoyed. I was like, I hate this application. I mean, yeah,
1: man, it was yeah. a lot. So any help you can get, like is definitely worth
0: it yeah and honestly too um don't get too much help because i think like one of the other girls who asked us for help was just like i've had about 11 people look at this and oh. i don't like any of the edits i'm like but girl that's because it's not yours right. you gotta you right. you gotta yeah. have a cutoff have a limit yeah yeah
1: that's like some solid people that you trust just two or three i'd say max is probably a good yeah and people that know you well exactly you know, so that way they know you're tailoring it appropriately so
0: yeah, keep in mind that we don't know you. So, yeah. um, like, if we do read it, we're reading it in a very unbiased way. Right. Which could be good, you know, because that's how the admissions committee is going to sure. read it. But understand, like, we don't know you. So if there's a part we suggest you take out and you're like, but that's literally who I am. Mm-hmm. Do not listen to us. Like, <laughs> like girl, no, we're just two girls going through the same struggle. Like, right, yeah. <laughs> there's nothing that you have to worry about. But we are flattered if you do want us to check your stuff out. We would love to um, help you out in any way we can. Um, I will just say we did get a Mahoney message about a girl who mentioned. Um, I'm just gonna give her a fake name. What's a fun name? Marissa. Marissa. Second. Marvelous. Uh, <laughs> my go-to is Topanga, but I'll okay. just. <laughs> Marissa is a move. Um, so Marissa just let us know that she was thinking about uh, doing a post-baccalaureate program. She wanted to know a little bit more about SIU in particular. Um, And she talked a little more about her um, GPA and how she really didn't feel like her GPA was um, strong enough to get in. And um, she hadn't taken the MCAT yet. So this is just, I feel like this is really something that we should share because a lot of people can identify with this narrative. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of people feel like, you know, well, my numbers aren't there, but I know that I'm ready for medical school, but I don't know if I'm ready yet. Mm -hmm. Um, And to that, I really just, I'm a big proponent of post-baccalaureate programs. Um, I do feel like, so I'm kind of tied when it comes to, like, not taking the MCATs and just going into a post-bac because I – it depends on your GPA. Like, if you feel like your GPA isn't strong enough but you have, like, a 3.5, try to take the MCAT because nine times out of ten, like, you're just hard on yourself. Right. If you if you were able to do that well in your undergraduate courses um, and if you can study diligently, you know, if you have – a month to two months to three months to study for it I would suggest doing it what do you think no I
1: think so I think the sooner the better because the MCAT is terrible and I hated taking it so it's like I dedicated a whole summer yeah just to studying and taking it so I think that's probably the biggest part and also that would help if you want to do a post-bac thing you take your MCAT and if you get a great score and you're really happy about it you feel like it's gonna help with your lower GPA then like you could even apply for med school if you wanted to do that, you know, but if you don't take it, you're going to have to wait till after your post-bac right. or, you know, or sometime while you're doing post-bac. And I just don't think like that's a good idea. At least for me personally, I had to dedicate all my time to the MCAT yeah. to do well. That's, yeah. So yeah. I think that maybe taking it before would be a better idea, but in my opinion, but you know, if you feel like you can do both, then that's great. But that's a lot. It's a lot. I mean, most post-bacs
0: are for doing well on the MCAT, but it's kind of hard to, s- like, you can't, you don't have a benchmark, Right. you know what I mean, right. so it's like, you've never right. taken it, so, like, you do all these practice exams, right. you do, like, yeah. you know, you try, but it's like, you don't know what right. what the real one will be right. like. Right,
1: yeah, and even if you just took, like, the, you know, the AAMC has really good practice exams, those are, like, the ones that are most like it, so, even if you took one of those just to see where you are, right. would be a good idea, mm-hmm. too, even if you don't want to take the real deal thing, just take one and see where you are, and what subjects you're lacking in and then maybe you could even focus on those through post-bac to help you but like finding where you are is a really good start I feel like to the MCAT so that way because there's a lot of things you already know you'll be surprised about like what you oh I don't even have to worry about biology I already got whatever on that oh I did not have that
0: life I'd so worry about people, everything.
1: There's more things you know more than you think you do. Right. So you probably surprise yourself and then you'll be able to just see where you're lacking. And that's the part, that's the place to start for sure.
0: So. For sure. And it's scary, like, to say, kind of just like try. Mm-hmm. But. You would rather know what you're enhancing right. than just go full throttle, trying to fix everything right. and trying to cover up every um, leak. You know what right. I mean? Like, yeah, and post right. are expensive. Yeah, they are expensive. Really? It's I a lot. Of, it, I don't. I
1: don't know a lot about post Yeah, like, I honestly didn't even know that KU had that program. I would have girl.
0: Totally <laughs> well, it's so KU's okay, frustrating. You have to be denied and then invited to be in a post bag see yeah so okay. I'm just like that's kind of annoying because yeah
1: yeah
0: but I mean I think also they have they might have a new post back available because oh, I think really? Flo was just telling me she found somebody I don't I'm not sure if you guys are interested um we'll try to make that a Mahoney yeah. or a Hidden Jemison <laughs> <laughs> a but um yeah like post packs are expensive I spent literally it's like a year of undergrad. So it's literally, depending on where you go, um, some of them are two years, but they offered a tuition waiver for the second year of my program. So, um, but I ended up not going back for the second year, but, um, yeah. So like, that's the, it's like you think about the MCAT and it's like, I don't have $300 to throw away, but do you have right. $30,000 to throw away? Because that's, that's what you'd be doing. You that's know what I mean? Yeah, Not to mention like moving that. away because most of the time people have to go out of right, state. And, right. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's an investment like to do a post bag program. So uh, if you can try to study for the exam and take it, like do that. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Dope. <laughs> 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 so, um, that's our elevator. And then our Mahoney messages. Do you guys see how unorganized I am when I don't write things down? I should just write it down. Um, and then we usually do our interview questions. So we adopted this segment um, because nobody was writing into us, and I was hurt and I was sad. Uh, <laughs> so. Um, We ended up just doing, like, an interview question for every episode, but it was cute, so we kept it. Yeah. Um, And I hope somewhere in the world, somebody is writing down all of our little interview questions, (laughs) and they're practicing them, or um, the girls are pausing them and then answering them in their car. Yeah,
1: that's that's such a good idea. That's so cute, yeah. So,
0: if you're not doing that, please do it, to humor (laughs) me. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so, do you have any questions that, like, stumped you on your interview? Oh,
1: man. Yeah, honestly, at least with my KU interview, I actually felt really bad about it, because... They had some like pretty tough questions, and the one I remember the most was: There's a person who came in, a child needs a blood transfusion, but their parents are a certain type of religion. Oh goodness! Who don't believe in giving blood transfusions? The kid's gonna die without it. What do you do? Yes. And I was like, um... <laughs> did you not prepare for I that? Literally, no.
0: Oh, boy. girl, that's I like did the not staple like those... ethics one. Oh
1: man, I should have known. I that. never know I what was... to answer though. I did not, I out of all the YouTube videos I watched, I did not oh. get that question, and I was like, I didn't know what to say. I so what like, do you... So what I, I did say, uh-huh. I guess, is, I mean, I ended up getting it, but it's probably not the right answer, but I said, if I couldn't lose, if I didn't lose my job, I would give him the blood transfusion, and then the interviewer was like, well, you can lose your job, and I was like, okay, well,
0: in that <laughs> <No>. scenario... <laughs> you told him that? You told so him you just said- give him the
1: so, no, so I was like, if I couldn't lose my job, I would do it. Okay. But like, if my job was on the line, if it was like something of like, I'm losing my license, you know, or something like that, then no, I wouldn't do it. But it would be really, really hard for me ethically, knowing that yeah. a simple blood transfusion would save this person's life. Because like, I think like, they don't, when they ask those kinds of questions, I feel like they don't really understand that like, we're doing this because we want to save as many right. people as we can. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So putting us in a situation where we can't legally or can't, you know what I mean? It's like right. such a hard ethical dilemma because like really our want to That's
0: help, why I'm here.
1: Right. Yeah. It's <laughs> overall over anything, you know? Mm-hmm. So it was a really hard question. I got stoned. I don't know what the right answer
0: is. <laughs> Do you know what Um. So this is one of the ethics questions I only prepared. Like literally really? there was like two ethics questions like, that and then like one about a prisoner and like a um so like someone wealthy in politics or something oh. and both of them needed a transplant. Like the prisoner's higher up on the list, but who would you give it to first? And oh. just like and I'm like, oh the prisoner because he was right. first. Like yeah, Because I'm first. very black and white like that. Right. But yeah. um no, like for for that, honestly I really I I'd struggle with an answer as well. Yeah. I think really, um just consent consider the child your your patient first. Right. Um be an advocate for the oh they love the word advocate girl. So buzzwords advocate. advocate. Yes. No that is so advocate good for yeah. your patient, right? right? Um but ethically like consult the parents, let them know like this is the um the procedure like right. allow them to make an educated decision whether it's sure. a yes or a no. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um at the end of the day like you are there to save as many people as you can. But you're also there to serve the population. Right. And you're a, you know, pull out service girl because I sure. love service. No,
1: that's expensive. You said you didn't know what to say. That's a perfect answer. That's totally not what I said. Perfect. So, I yeah. mean,
0: I would just <laughs> slide them on the side like a little bit of blood.
1: I straight up was like, It'll my turn lose my job. I give them the chance to reason. it. I don't know what you want me to say. Right. Like, honestly. But, I mean, no. That's really, that's a great answer. No, yeah. I think you're right. Just being an advocate for the patient because that really is like such a huge theme within my that's really
0: patient, all you can do so. and to like you can make it like a more communal thing because it's like yeah, that's, that's a part of understanding your population yeah, right if you have a lot of people community. who disagree with blood transfusions nine times out of ten you're gonna have backup plans. <laughs> right
1: right you're gonna yes, have alternative treatments like yeah. no totally yeah, yeah so. No, agree. that's a good answer yes that was probably my hardest that is interview hard. Interview question. That's okay, girl. I feel like I blew, but I mean, here you are. it all worked out. I'm still here. You're good and stressed. So, can you.
0: <laughs> Blessed and stressed.
1: Blessed and stressed, <laughs> yeah. So, if you feel like you got a terribly hard interview question, just give it your best shot. And there's always another question coming up after.
0: That, too. So, yeah. There's always
1: another one that you can nail. I mean, I had ones that I was like, oh, prepare for this. I got this. You right. Know? But there's always going to be some that are like,
0: that's the you point. Know, you
1: just, you just choke, and that's
0: okay. <laughs> you just choke. It'll be okay. <laughs> um, so at this moment, we will do our, um, before we get into our stepping stones, we're going to do a quick um, promo for Anchor. It's Anchor Girl. All right, guys. I hope you are obsessed with Anchor, because we are. Um, so we'll get into our stepping stones. So our first stepping stone is accepting change. So with that, um, I was thinking like the transition itself is like change, like hard change. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so interesting how many like people in the interview phase were like, like so many of the interviews consisted of figuring out how you adapted to change. Mm-hmm. So how are you with change?
1: Um, I think the biggest thing that I've learned with change so far is just accepting the process of it so it's like there's days that are terrible you know what I mean and you don't feel like you're in a flow you can't get in a routine your house is you still have to unpack this box you still have to go and study like Mm -hmm. so it really is a super stressful time but I think just trying to break it into little steps and, you know, taking it day by day. Like, yeah, today was terrible. And I didn't unpack that box and I still don't have any food in my refrigerator. You know what I mean? Like But, just, but I got toilet paper. I got toilet paper. My bed is here. I'll take a nap. I'll wake up and I'll try again. You the know, little things. It's just little things. Yeah. So I think just accepting that it's going to be hard and it's not going to happen overnight and you're not going to get adjusted in a week or you know maybe some people do but for me it takes me a, a minute to like really get in my flow and routine of things so I think just um doing that and then also being like adaptable like trying new things like maybe I want to wake up at seven instead of oh my nine goodness. o'clock every day you know <laughs> or Lord or maybe Lord. I want to wake up at nine and not wake up at seven you know right. whatever works for you just try new things and um, and this is the, definitely the time to do it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So I think just trying to accept that there's going to be bad days, but just... Be prepared. Keep, keep Be prepared for the bad days. Right. I think that's the biggest thing.
0: Um, I'm very grateful for this pre-matriculation phase because... Mm-hmm. I, like, was not ready for this change. I don't know Uh, why. I diluted it a lot. I did, too. I think because you put so much work into getting to this point, and I'll say this next week, too. um, You put so much into getting here, and you're like, oh, I made it. I must, you know, I must be able to handle it. Right. Wrong. Like,
1: (laughs) it's like. It's a lot of work after. Like,
0: we spent all year swimming, like, in, like, a quick moving Mm -hmm. stream. And then they dropped us in the ocean and they're like, go. Exactly. No. <laughs> and it's like, I That's feel just... like this is nothing like what I thought I was signing, mm-hmm. but it's worth it. Like you, you definitely move through like just today, like working back at retina. I just feel like with, oh, side note. So this patient, um, was recently diagnosed with, um, uh, hemolytic anemia. And I was, like, talking to him. I know what that is. Oh, my gosh. You literally, like, I wasn't excited. But I was like, what? Like, I don't know. Like, it it was a moment. It was, like, literally, like, God was just like, this is why you did all that. Like, this is why you've been tired for the last six weeks. Like, it was worth it. And I feel like. That was such a small moment. Like, mm-hmm. literally, the the husband's wife, um, the patient's wife was just like, oh, I can't remember what they called it. Like, he was in the hospital for something, but he's doing better now, and he's mm-hmm. taking a bunch of steroids and going on and on and on. Mm-hmm. And she's, like, describing the symptoms, and I'm like, maybe this is because I, this is the only thing I know. Yeah. But- <laughs> and she, like, said it, and I was like, no way. Wait, I like, was
1: right, yeah.
0: Moments like that, so I, I feel like... Along the way, there's moments like that. Totally you know, there's agree. moments where it's like, this is why. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's what lets you know that the MCAT was worth it, yeah. that the year of, like, uh, interview prep and flying mm-hmm. from state to state was worth it. Like, right. it it really does pay off. And it's a field that... I feel like pays off so so instantly. So, you know what I mean? And nobody would really recognize but it's a yeah. moment where you're like, wow, like,
1: yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and definitely using those moments to like keep you motivated. Like just when we did like our um those kind of fake patient things. The clinical skills where mm-hmm. we basically got a fake patient and got to, you know, listen to their heart and stuff and I was doing, I was just so excited. I had no idea what I was doing, but I was just so excited to do it. <laughs> and it was just like a simple physical exam, exam, like just what you would do when you go into your primary care. But it was so fun. And I felt like, oh my gosh, this is why I'm doing this. Like, this is why I'm studying all the time. And this right. is why, like, because I finally get to interact with a patient and it made it so worth it. So like, I was so much more motivated those next couple days after doing that. So mm-hmm. like those highlights, like definitely draw on those when you're having a hard day, like okay, like, today really, really sucks, learning about the heart, but then you got to go listen to a patient's heart, and that was actually cool, you know? So, it's, like, using those to, like, motivate you and push you is definitely a big help, too. For
0: sure. Um, what is, so let's talk undergrad. Okay. When did you have to, what was a hard change for you in undergrad?
1: Um.
0: I'm gonna think of mine.
1: (laughs) I think it was, like, I don't know, I felt, like, my freshman year wasn't too bad, but I was definitely too much of a homebody. My, okay. My, my, I was too focused on Did you go home where you're from? Yeah, so I was okay. only three hours drive from only. Under, Well, that's pretty, that's not that bad. Girl, I was
0: an hour away, and I <laughs> I went home on winters and, and spring break. I was dramatic. <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, I went home a lot less as time went on, and that was probably mm. another thing. I probably went home way too much, too. Okay. So I think that I was too focused on school and not enough on, like, building, like, relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, w- I played volleyball, though. So oh. it was, like, I had 20 friends automatically, Yikes. you know? So, like, yeah. it was, it was like, okay, well, I could always just draw on my volleyball friends when I needed to. Um, mm-hmm. But as time went on and, like, I would say, like, my junior year, I really, like, was, like, okay, I can do school and still have a social life. You know what I mean? Your I junior just- year? <laughs>
0: you were really I not trying
1: focused. I was just you were like, like hang
0: out outside of school no <laughs> no I don't I don't know what that is no nah, I wasn't good. that
1: I just
0: I'm actually busy doing nothing <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was just so focused on getting to med school like I know that's so right focus and like I thought that that was like the life you had to live but then I realized like oh like I can still have a normal life and still go to medical school and still be successful and I don't have to be at home studying all the time to do mm-hmm. so so When I finally learned how to like manage that I think things went a lot better but yeah just transitioning with like putting yourself out there and like like just accepting change I mean that's really what it was like I don't really want to change I just want to do what I normally do all the time and not really break out but like just really trying to forcing yourself and getting involved like when I started getting involved on campus and being a part of clubs and being a mentor and all that kind of stuff like it really I I mean it made college so much more fun too Mm -hmm. you know what I mean it made the studying not nearly as bad because I wasn't doing it all the time you know what I mean and you had something to look
0: forward to right
1: something to look forward to interactions with other people so yeah I think that was my biggest struggle I was too much in my dorm too much (laughs) (laughs) studying too much (laughs) right huh can't say the same but something more opposite yeah I know like So we were like, I was out too much, which I mean, either way, it's fine. As long as you can, it's balance. all about finding that balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really is. So. Um,
0: I'll say my hardest change was, honestly, okay, so undergrad, yikes. Well, I did, I did move. Um, So I went to UCM for, well, you guys probably don't know what schools because we were trying to be oh, yeah, convoluted and <laughs> schemey for a while, but it, it's out the window. <laughs> um, But yeah, I went to UCM for two years and then I transferred to UMKC. Um, which was a big shift, one, because it was kind of like, I was, I went from living on my own in a dorm and at one year I was an RA so I was literally alone oh, okay. um and then to living at home with my parents and I was fed up like most of the time like I was just like oh my goodness so then I picked up a bunch of work because I was like really don't want to just sit at home
1: right um
0: right. so I'd either spend my time on campus or working
1: yeah. and that was just
0: like a big transition I feel like that was my exposure to like it went from being a college experience to like mm-hmm. I felt like I was an adult going yeah. to college mm-hmm. so yeah that was a big transition um tried to have an apartment but that was like six months and then I moved home because I was like why am I doing this?" <laughs> um and it was like around the corner from my parents house it was stupid right? but um yeah so that was a big transition for me but
1: yeah
0: honestly pre is like the biggest change of my life like yeah. that was so much and I'm I'm so thankful because I feel like had I started medical school on that foot
1: mm-hmm. I completely. I would agree. have had to cancel the
0: podcast. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I can't be out here lying to these girls. <laughs> it was just gonna no. be so like hard, and that yeah. transition is like, I, I I thought I was good at change, like, mm-hmm. but it was just that transition that made it so difficult for me. Like, yeah. having a study schedule after like not being in school for a year, yeah. which I, ver- I I underestimated that. Transition really? Completely. Were you, did you go, did you just graduate? Well, I
1: came right from undergrad. Yeah. So for me, I was just like.
0: So you were interviewing was, during the school year? Yes.
1: Oh, God. That yes. sounds scary. That was a rough, rough
0: time. <laughs> it wasn't looking, fun. I'm like looking was, at Astro. He's like, was yeah, it? Yeah. Was it rough? Astro's like,
1: what's going on? Yeah. So, yeah, that was hard. So, yeah, I came fresh out of undergrad, so I didn't really have to deal with that. I mean, the past month of undergrad, it wasn't like I was.
0: In yeah the library every day or anything girl and when you <laughs> when did you get accepted
1: um I found out from KU in February I would have been on autopilot after that oh yeah I mean that was pretty much it.
0: <laughs> like I well mean, then why am I here
1: it was hard it was definitely stay motivated and I was just taking like you know whatever classes. whatever classes like, at that point it was just like electives so yeah it was hard <sighs> so I didn't really have to deal with that like you're not doing school back to school, but I'm sure that's super hard. Like, how did you feel like you,
0: it was a lot. Like I, I went from working, um, like eight to 12 hours a week or a week, a day. And, um, yeah, I had to pay bills, (laughs) um, eight to 12 hours a day. And then I would just come home, you know, I would chill. I would sit here and clean up Astro's mess and then Like go on about my day, watch right, You know what I mean? Right. Like I had plans after. I could plan with friends right. to like nothing. Like <laughs> I right. go to class three hours, maybe take a nap. Flows on this workout tip in the morning. So like <laughs> literally my day is like packed and like
1: mm-hmm.
0: I was like okay. And and what blew me was like I was very organized in my in my post back okay. because I went to that straight from undergrad. Sure, so cool. I think it was like a smoother transition from that because it was like, okay, mm-hmm. make a study schedule, bet, like right, make a, you know what right, I mean? Like yeah. I hadn't gotten to a full workforce mode, Right. but yeah. when I was like, wh- that was just like crazy. Like I had to think after <laughs> thinking, you know what I mean? What? Like it was just so right, much more. And yeah. I, when I started working, I remember thinking how weird it was because mm-hmm. I was like, it's so crazy that I'm like, not doing anything after work so yeah yeah, it was it was a rough transition and like I wasn't very proactive which kind of came back to bite me because my holds were on for literally ever um (laughs) girl it was rough well now there was miscommunication low-key because I thought the doctors sent over my information which they didn't um but it was also my fault because they let me know that they didn't and Uh, I just didn't I don't listen to voice it's
1: so hard (laughs) it really is hard to maintain that like not only your school but also like just personal everyday things so like making sure you're paying your rent or like making Girl. sure your cat has food or making sure like just little things like that that you don't really think about that are like but you're so focused on school they don't seem to matter but they totally matter they this super is matter yeah so it's like you have to stay on top of like that personal stuff as well and it's yeah. really hard to do it's really hard to manage and more.
0: i didn't think that would be hard either Yeah, like, no it's hard. i don't know why i thought things would just flow like he would right. run out of food and i'd be like what what why like how much do you eat who is feeding you <laughs> it's just a buffet <laughs> right but it's like it's completely yeah. realistic like
1: right
0: yeah i i wasn't i don't know i just think i got comfortable yeah that's really what it is you get comfortable and then it's like, okay, here this change comes. Like, mm-hmm. how did you prepare for this? Right. But, yeah. yeah, it's a lot. But I think the more you know about it, the, mm-hmm. more, the easier it is for you to plan about it. Agreed. So, Agreed. Um, you know, things I could have done different to make this a smoother transition because that's yeah. really what comes out of this. Right. Um, so I had my planner and I would, like, make it, but, like, I wasn't sure. really planning for anything. Mm-hmm. Definitely should have used that to my advantage because I could have planned, agree. you know, due dates. <laughs> Um, but also being proactive, um, which is something, oddly enough, I'm more proactive with podcasts than like anything at all. So like when, well, cause I don't want to let these people right, yeah. So, um, like knowing, okay, like if I see an email, I should probably respond right away. Right away yeah. Um, and if I don't respond, put a reminder in my phone, respond sure. to this email in 30 minutes. Sure. um stuff like that so just being more proactive with school stuff mm-hmm. checking my school email um which by the way are you able to get it on your phone because i can't Yeah, so that was a hard thing is it a takes, website like, a
1: couple of days you have to like put in an application because it has to be like a secure phone is and it to, like make sure did that... he just turn up on my tv i think he did
0: are you paying this electric bill sir give me this <laughs> Just fighting with uh, <laughs> Astro. Don't mind me.
1: Um. So yeah, you have to like do this like application for it. So it took like two or three days to set up. Yeah. I, I should I'm probably do that, do, do that now it. though. Yeah. Okay. So yes. Yeah, do you know how to find
0: the? Do you know how to find? Is it a website? Yeah, yeah. I'll
1: send it to you. Okay.
0: I'll we'll we'll remind me after. after. Yeah. Deal. I'll Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I had to hear that. <laughs> that <was fun. laughs> Trying to be proactive. Um, um.
1: Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. I think so. I think for me, I think I wish I would have moved into my apartment before I came. Like. Because so I was when spent two weeks um, commuting back and forth from, like, my friend. Oh. Because uh, my lease didn't start until the first. Okay. So I came, like, I literally graduated undergrad, drove to KC. And we started that Monday. It was, like, four, like, three hours. <gasps> three hours from... Three hours? So I graduated, we ate, and then I hit Girl,
0: the Girl, you could have been living with us for two weeks. Here. That's crazy. I know, crazy. I know.
1: But it's like, I didn't know anyone. Right, anything, yeah. God, so, but, I mean, I think... But then moving into an apartment, oh my gosh! I mean, there's just so. When much did
0: stuff.
1: you? On the first. Of June. Yes.
0: I don't even. I don't even think I noticed that. Like I feel yeah. like it just.
1: I just moved. Yeah, so I moved in, and then that's when I like, started walking to class and stuff. But like, it was such a huge transition. And it's like, and I feel like I've just now barely gotten my apartment to like how I wanted to look. Oh walk. yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like hard for me personally, like come home to a space I'm not super happy with girl yes it's my happy space and there's a bunch of boxes to unpack and stuff like that so I feel like getting settled before Mm -hmm. um like even if it's just like I like to have like two or three days of just living in the space and like because like as you like actually live in it you realize okay I don't want this here I want it to move it over there for sure you know but it's like with school going on at the same time that was like a rough that would have drove me crazy. Yeah, it was kind of frustrating. So, I think getting settled beforehand is a big one. hmm Trying to... And if you can't, it'll be fine. I was fine, but... But, like, yeah, that's real. Yeah, it would have been yeah. smoother. Yeah. That's
0: real. And especially, like, apartment stuff is kind of hard.
1: hmm Yeah. Yeah, because
0: it's like, when is a good time to move? Never.
1: Never. It's always going to be terrible. Yeah. No. So, yeah. Were tough. you paying
0: rent in two places?
1: No. So, she... um just let me stay with her oh that's good she's so sweet yeah she was my roommate back in undergrad Mm -hmm. so her she lives up here and she stays with her family so I just stayed up there for a couple weeks until I could move in yeah to my apartment and then I started paying for that so yeah no it was super nice it was a great super thankful but it was also an hour out from here that's unbelievable with traffic yeah so it was just like coming back in and out. Mm. So I was super happy
0: to move in, but it was also
1: just like a big... Oh, yeah. It was a struggle. <laughs> that would be hard, yeah. Yeah, it was hard. So
0: that would have made it smoother. Mm-hmm. What else? Um, else? Budgets. Definitely a budget. I didn't have a budget at oh all before. God, I mean, I'd saved... Budget. Right. I'd saved um, a chunk because I was like, yeah. oh, you know, when you need to go to school, you need to... Sure. Save. But like, there will be a window where you're poor. Yes. And you're not gonna be prepared. Like... Like, you think you're like, oh, I got enough. And it's like, no, oversave, oversave, right, oversave. Like, right. I don't know why I just underestimated this because we got a stipend from our program. Oh, so right. I was, like, yeah, so I was like, oh, you know, I'll get, right. but the timing was terrible. Yeah. And, yep. <laughs> and yep. I was like, guess I'm just going to be
1: poor. For this. <laughs> I know because we didn't get it till the end. Yeah. And so, yeah, it was, that was hard too. Yeah, you definitely have days when you're poor. It just limiting your eating out. It's a big thing. I that was hard for me, especially because when you're studying all day, girl, fast food, get some food. I'm going to go up the street and get some food and come back and start studying more. So pre-planning your meals is
0: nice. Oh my goodness. My diet went to um, hell. The place, not the cuss word.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. It
0: was literally like so bad. I ate fast food so I'd have like breakfast king breakfast king burger king for breakfast i'd have taco bell for lunch probably run a like i didn't like tropicana because they made me pay for silverware but (laughs) so if anyone from tropicana is listening you're on my hit list um but um yeah no like and then wendy's for dinner like it was god awful It it was so bad yeah and it was all because i felt like I didn't have my time management down. I didn't have my organization down. Didn't have any, like, control over, like, yeah. what was going on. And sure. it's like, I just need to literally put something in my body so I can keep going. Yeah, I, was exactly. li- I was drinking energy drinks, like, yeah. and coffee ridiculous you know what i mean and it's no, like I i'm big on the, so i like to call myself in hippie but a real hippie would probably look at me like sit down <laughs> but <laughs> but um yeah like i feel like when one thing is off or just like and really for me it was my apartment like i felt like my apartment was not clean and That's like comfortable and so i had just like clutter all over um and so with that i just felt like i couldn't like the nucleus was disrupted so everything around it was just God awful. I totally
1: understand.
0: And um, when I did like just take a weekend to like sit down and organize everything, it was like a a literal breath like of life.
1: It is. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So taking those days to just really have put things where you want them and, you know, make sure your home space is how you want it to be. So that way you can manage, you know, your life outside of your control, you know, your Mm -hmm. home's in your control, your routine's in your control. But like. The fact that you had four lectures this morning over you know, oh. stuff that went way over your head, totally out of your control, but you can manage it a little bit better your house <laughs> is clean at least, you know. The like. way
0: you just summed up those six weeks though—that's <laughs> exactly was literally all we felt. Yeah. So Asher literally found the loudest toy he has. He wants to be on the show so bad. <laughs> He's swearing again. Um, but no, yeah, I'm just gonna take this. He's gonna hate me. He's looking at me like, what? the app (laughs) i can't do anything sorry um yeah no like incredible incredible how much that changed like and i thought about it for weeks i was just like how did i not prepare for this how did Mm. i not but it's also like people don't i don't know like people just don't tell you about this transition it's just completely like you won't know until you experience it but we're trying to tell people now like just prepare
1: yeah no definitely
0: for sure sorry i completely stopped looking at the list um, so, uh, do you have anything to add on accepting change? How um, was your family yeah, with that's
1: it? it? Um, I think it's been a big transition for them too. I mean, it's just I'm like four and a half hours from home,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, so it's it's been hard. I mean, it's just like I mean for me personally, like I love my family, I love being close yeah. to them, but um, so I th- but they're definitely super supportive, and there's they're perfect people to call when. They don't know anybody here, you know, so I can call and just rant and then, about people they don't know about and whatever, rant about my day or whatever, and they right. totally understand. And, and my mom's a nurse, too, so oh. she understands a lot of, like, the stuff I'm talking about mm-hmm. like, school-wise, so that's super helpful. So it's, like, it's it's been nice. They're a good support system, but that's it does kind of suck being far away. It's kind of, like, but then it's, like, I'm an adult, you know what I mean? So it's, like, it's, it's a, a, a hard transition. transition with yeah. your family, like, becoming an adult and doing your own thing and really truly being on your own you know so I think it's a transition for both sides either way you know so Mm -hmm. but it's it's been good
0: it is hard too because it's like they're used to the kid you so it's like you know for them to not be able to just call you and be like oh let's talk or you need to do this or you know what I mean um it's just really it's a hard transition for sure oh my goodness he found another toy whatever so (laughs) and he didn't even bring it near me because he knows I'm gonna take it um so our next thing would be professional confrontation
1: okay
0: um so with this fun. I was right I was thinking um so l- kind of similar to what we were talking about like as an adult mm-hmm. going into like a new transition, a phase, like, mm-hmm. how would you go about, like, handle, handling professional confrontation? Yeah, so. I.e., you have someone annoying who, like, tried you. and you Sure, just, like, right. You, you're in the hospital, <laughs> and you don't want to hit them, but... But <laughs> you do. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah um, I think first thing is to, like, get your emotions in check, because I think that whenever I something is really upsetting to me, I do things that I shouldn't do or say things I shouldn't say. So first, like really taking a step back objectively of the situation and what the real problem is so like could be that someone made a remark to you or something Mm -hmm. but like what about the remark is really what's troubling you like why did that really trigger you or why did that really make you? oh this is good so I think that that's like the first step because being able to clearly and effectively communicate what the problem is is the best way to like get it fixed so if you go in there to whoever it is that you're reporting it to emotional and really like You know, freaking out. You don't really have like a story or like a real issue, but the problem is like it's less likely to be understood. And Mm -hmm. that's the thing. Like you really just want to be understood of why that personally hurt you. you That is great. So I think that that's the first first step. step. Yeah, get it together. Take a day. Write down what you're feeling or like even if if something happened big, maybe just write down what happened if you really want to remember all the details. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe taking a day to, of course, if this is, this is like, as long as you're not like in danger at the moment, oh, well, you yeah. know, but this is just, you know, maybe if something, if something, something
0: slight happened, right?
1: Yeah. yeah. So something like that, I think taking a day to get your emotions in check and really evaluating what the real problem is outside of like, okay, this was a terrible remark, but it really hurt my feelings because it was kind of racist or it was kind of sexist. Or it might have been was, true. Or my yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? So it's like you never really know. Um and so I think that's the first thing. And then the second thing is like I guess this kind of is a big thing, but like to have a mentor. So whoever is your mentor or whoever gives you professional advice or anyone like that in that world, tell them about it. Yeah. Like say, Hey this happened and I'm not like maybe and maybe they are your supervisor, maybe they are whoever you need to talk to about the issue but um, hopefully not. Hopefully it's someone outside of that. But um, talking to them and saying, hey, this happened and this is how I think I should deal with it. I think I'm going to go to my supervisor on Monday and tell them that this, this and this happened. Like, what do you think about that? And just mm-hmm. seeing how they handle it. Because, of course, everyone has to deal with this in the professional life. And so asking someone who has been a professional for a long time is definitely super helpful. So Mm -hmm. I think that would be my second thing is to talk to someone who's professional. And then third, report it. Like if something happens, report it. Because if you don't and it happens again, and then you go and you say, well, this happened again, also happened two months ago. And then the first question is, why didn't you report it? Exactly. You know? And so, and that's not to victim blame at all. If you don't want to feel comfortable reporting it, then that's, you know, your thing. But... But paper think, trail. But but definitely write something down. Email. E- make an email. Mm-hmm. Um, start making a list. Something that you have on record that if it happens again, you can bring this back, you know? Um, because I think that's really important, especially whoever the person is, whoever these... You know, most of the times they're just like bullies, but... Um, which sucks that there's bullies in the professional world, Right. really is the case. Um, it's a pattern. So usually it's not going to be one offhanded comment. You know, it's usually going to be the pattern of abuse. Right,
0: because you know? this is this person's character. Right, that's
1: in their character. So, um, you know, it's probably not going to stop, depending on what, what it is, whatever if the they don't get, action is. Right. You know what I mean? So, yeah, so I think displaying that pattern or having a record of that pattern is important. So I would definitely say report it, and if you don't then write it down somewhere, put it in an email, tell yours tell someone do something, that way you have a a record of it. So that way if it does happen again and you feel comfortable reporting it the second time, you have something to kind of back you up a little bit. So I think those would be my three
0: It was incredible. Thank you. <laughs>
1: Thank you.
0: The girl was ready with coin. I, I was like, yeah, that's <laughs> no, yeah. I have nothing to say, guys.
1: <laughs> no, I think Yeah, I just think emotions are the biggest thing because I think that's where you can really um, mess your claim up. Yeah. Because if you lash back out or, you know, you can mess up your professionalism as well, Mm -hmm. you know, so you don't ever want to do that. You don't ever want to be the person who, you know, made it worse. Right. You know, than what it was. And so I think just trying your best to keep your emotions in check and remembering that you like your job and you <laughs> Hello. want to be there <laughs> yeah. and you worked really hard to get there and yeah. you don't want that to be ruined because you got, you know, you went off on someone because right. they said something really mean to you, you know, so.
0: That's really good. Yeah. Um, so I, mainly I wanted to talk about this just because we are like a minority driven podcast yeah. and I don't, so I don't know if, are you comfortable talking about Yeah, of course, of course. So I don't know your racial identification.
1: Okay, so I'm, um, my dad is originally from Jamaica and then my mom um, is half white, half Native American. Okay. Yeah, so I'm Native okay. American. What a Canadian vibe. And white. Yeah, so i kind of a weird mix. I feel but it. No, yeah, it's great, so, girl. Nothing weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but so, yeah, so those that's kind of my background on that.
0: So as a, do you identify as a black woman or?
1: Yeah, I think just because that's what, when people see me, that's what they say is the black person. It's like, yeah, usually I'll but I mean, black box if right. I check multiple ones. You know, it's like such a right. weird thing. But it's really. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if like, they see me as black, so I'm, I'm totally fine with identifying as black, white, or of it's, it's totally fine. I don't, I don't really have a preference, but I know some right. people really do. They prefer yeah. one or the other, and that's fine. Um, it's just whatever your preference is on that. Mm-hmm. Cool because race me. is a social construct. It, it is very much a social construct. That's my construct. social... <laughs> that's
0: my sociology <laughs> that's coming out. Social, <laughs>
1: little, little soapbox there. Yeah, exactly. It is a social construct, totally.
0: <laughs> um, I, I bring that up as, as a black woman um, yeah. because we are seen as aggressive when we are confrontational or we are seen as problematic if we if we point out the things that people do in the work setting and often in these type of uh, professions we are our only representation yeah so you know as a minority woman in general not just black so or as a woman in general right (laughs) because there's not many women here
1: no i agree
0: um so as you are you know going to your colleagues um, who are problematic or as you call them out, you have to be a lot more strategic. We have to think twice as much because we will get twice as much ho- uh, consequence. And uh, it, it sucks. It really it does. does. It and does. that's why it's so important for medical schools to be diverse. Yeah, um, So that they have a safe space. I so agree. that they have a mentor to go to. Yeah. So that when somebody does say something about their hair or their attitude or yeah. something like that, they can go to this mentor and they won't be like, well, Maybe if you could just tie it back in a ponytail. Right.
1: That'd be an issue. You know what right. I mean? Like yeah.
0: that doesn't help anything. Right. That, that actually exactly. makes it worse.
1: Right, exactly. No, I agree.
0: <laughs> so um, yeah, like stuff like that. And I, I think it's great it's incredible that you came with the points. Yeah.
1: Because
0: honestly, I was just gonna go back yeah. and forth. No, right. But um your your first point, Dagon. I, I loved all of them. I wanted to say yeah. something specific about the first point. Oh. The emotions. Emotions. Yeah. Yes. Um, ours are very amplified. So, um, you know, you, you stomp your foot Well, she stepped at me and I felt threatened. You know what I mean? Or, um, you know, she raised her voice at me and I, I feared for my safety. You know what I mean? Like comments like this can make you lose your job, can get you kicked out of school, can, you know, put you on probation. And it's like not even that case. So if you do handle it in what may seem like a passive way mm-hmm. that honestly is just playing the game honestly yeah. it's just you being professional and mm-hmm. covering your your back yeah um no, and so paper trail paper trail paper trail mm-hmm. uh, all the time mm-hmm. i definitely agree like you yeah. said you know put it in an email write them up or right, or right. you know go to go to somebody right. like
1: yeah
0: realize there's always somebody who's willing to advocate for you right. and if you tell countless people and no one's willing to advocate for you think about the circle that you're in and yeah. think about that space honestly like i'm not big on like quitting a job because yeah. you don't like the people yeah. but if it's a toxic environment you won't do your best work period exactly. um yeah. and so putting this on a student's perspective if you're studying with people or if you have a group of friends who you feel like are problematic or put you in these type of situations we have to consider how you would react professionally change it up, girl. It's not worth it. It is not worth it. Throw them away.
1: Yeah, and it really sucks that, like, my first thought was, like, okay, check your emotions. But it, it really is true, like, you were talking about, like, being a woman and also being a black woman, like, you don't, like, want to be that stereotype of being hysterical, or being loud, or, you know, emotional, emotional, because a guy will definitely call you emotional, exactly, (laughs) they will, and they, and, you know, so it's like, it sucks that that has to be your first step of of keeping your emotion in line, but it's also like, if you really want some, something to be done, it has to be, you know, because Mm -hmm. it's like, you don't want any of those, whatever stereotypes the person that your, your supervisor has about you to, be a reason of why they think this is happening right so just trying your best to be level-headed and Mm -hmm. calm about the situation which sucks it sucks because it's like you're the one you're the victim in it right you have you're the one that has to think sensibly and make sure that they get in trouble so you also have to like make sure you're not emotional or else you're gonna be called emotional right because your girl you know so it sucks it Mm -hmm. really does suck um but it's just something that I just feel like you really want it's how society's made it's just how it has to be yeah Yeah, and it sucks but yeah you're totally right it's it's hard it's hard it is
0: um and I mean also oh I know what I was gonna say so you said um think about it right Mm -hmm. you said internalize it um or not internalize it but ingest it right and really think about why you're upset that spoke to me because often I am fed up with people because I just want to be by myself right um that's I right. get so annoyed at people crossing the street when I'm in the car because I'm trying to go home. Like, right. when really it's just like, I'm just. Right. Like, yeah, they're doing exactly what they should true. be doing. Yeah, know that so, is so true. So, uh, it's just stuff like that. Right. You know what I mean? Um, people asking questions before uh, class when they can email it. Yeah. I uh, just, it really, and you <laughs> right. can really be annoyed with a person. Right. Who they are, not like them. Right. Because they do that. Now, granted, that is annoying. And we will talk about that.
1: I think everyone knows that stuff isn't. Nobody like, likes yeah. that
0: person. <laughs> but you have to realize, right. like, that doesn't speak to that person's character. Right. And certain things right. that you may be mad about might not speak to
1: somebody's right. character. Yeah.
0: Um. So that's a very good point that you said. Yeah. Like, think about why you're upset. Right. And when I said, like, what they said might be true, it might be true. You might right. be the person who keeps asking the question at the end of class, right? right. <laughs> and they're like, well, you need to shut up, and you're like. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> you know what I mean. But it might be necessary. It might be so yeah, um, it's it's really important to have that receptive kind of mentality yeah. already. That way, when people if do people do try you, um, yeah. you can at least say, I know this isn't true. Like I know myself well enough right. to know this isn't right. Or be like, you know what. I can see how you feel that way. And honestly, you're not wrong. I'm annoyed. I am, but (laughs) you're not wrong. So it's just stuff like that. Um, Oh my goodness. Praise God. That's a toy that doesn't squeak. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, no. So that's a really good point. Um, also when you said tell somebody that is real, I'm the type of person who, if something happens, I'm not necessarily the type to react, Mm -hmm. but I have a quick, um, and witty mouth. (laughs) So with that being said, like I can say something that'll be like sure. that might not have been the best thing to say. Sure. And oftentimes it's best if I go to a an outside source, um, right. or a higher up and just be like, look, this is what happened. How would you how would you take on this right. um encounter? How would you react? Um, and I you know, I've learned that over time. It's it's just safer, um, mm-hmm. to have that unbiased view and also kind of have those people that just like you know no i don't really th- think this is anything to worry about or you just need to avoid that person sure stuff like that sure. um okay curveball what if it's a person who's like one of your bosses have you ever had this kind of issue
1: i've had issues with professors okay um that's even better and so you know honestly i i talked to my mentor mm-hmm. that was pretty much it i didn't go any higher up than that i didn't mm. really report anything um i just Talked to my mentor about it and it was just like some sexist comments like about me wearing high heels like why do you, have Wait, to you can't wear high heels? heels no just like he would make comments about I was it oh the guy like, yeah Yuck. so <laughs> hopefully <laughs> I don't want to
0: no that. you're good Maybe but talk
1: about it. but it was just like I went to my mentor and I just talked to her and she was a woman and she was also in science and okay that so, helps. yeah it was super helpful and she definitely calmed me down and it was just I mean it was. It's hard because yeah. it's, like, when someone's above you and you know they have a lot of knowledge, you know that they can help you with your career, you know that they, they're they respected by other faculty members, you know, and that's, like, a really tough challenge to take Girl. over what you, you know, then you start to, like, rationalize it. Well, it's really not that big of a deal. You no, know? you, just, your you minimize your feelings. You minimize your feelings about it, yeah. And, and so um, I just kind of decided, like, I was just going to, say things back to him and <laughs> that was kind of be the end of it like I'm not gonna report you but I'm definitely not gonna take your true anymore and okay. so that was kind of how I handle it so I would kind of like he would make a witty mark I'd make a witty mark right back and I'd be like <laughs> so you were yeah, whatever, yeah. and that's how like stood back. up for myself right yeah. and and that was just how I decided to handle the situation I felt personally secure enough to handle it that way mm-hmm. I wasn't about whatever he was saying it was just annoying and right. that was the thing to me like it didn't wasn't like I was like crying about it it was just annoying it was right. just something I didn't want to hear so this it was, was un- like, unnecessary right so I would just shut it down and eventually it stopped you know and so like the couple times I shut that down it was done you mm-hmm. know so I think sometimes it's a you can definitely try to handle it interpersonally or you know I could have easily sat him down and told him to his face I don't appreciate that. I don't appreciate this you yeah. know but I really didn't have the guts to do that I just um, decided that I mean I feel like witty comments
0: know? is brave. yes
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know they just makes like comments but right maybe that's not the way I mean if you feel like you're confident enough to have a sit down conversation with them and say like listen I just don't really appreciate this um and see how they react if they say I'm really sorry then great but if they don't if they make it worse then write that down oh and tell someone like hey I tried to have a conversation with them didn't work kept happening and then move on you know yeah I mean? but I never took those steps but I mean, that's a hard situation. But yeah. talking to a mentor, talking to someone you trust who is a professional, who is on your side, is like really such a huge help because yeah. they really do give you really good advice about what to do and they can give you that support of. Yeah, you should report this, and I'm by your side. I'll come with you. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll help you write your statement, whatever it is. Support right. Support wise, you know, they can offer that to you, and I think that that's like a really big help. So.
0: Hmm. Agreed. I um I definitely had a problematic professor in undergrad. She was a turd, and um she was just like it was definitely a me thing. Oh, like yeah. everything she she nitpicked that I did, mm-hmm. it was like my classmates would be like, "Wow, she really hates you." And it's like, oh okay, cool. It's not hey, just me. Yeah, backs, they could see. They could yeah. see it. Um and it was ongoing throughout the semester and I did have to go to the higher up of the mm, That's so hard. Um yeah, I had to go to the head of the biology department. Um and oh, she was able to, you know, let me know, like, okay, well if you really feel like this is something that you want um action taken up, or if you feel like you right. need to appeal a grade or anything. Sure. Um, let's talk about it. Let's, you know, make moves right. now. Me and mine, I record everything. So I was ready because I didn't trust the woman. Yeah. Um. So whenever I went to her to talk about a dispute or a grade yeah. or a question, she was very competitive with that. Like, she was very defensive. Yeah. She was like, well, you don't read directions and this, that, and the third. And I'm like, okay, well, don't attack
1: me. Yeah. Because
0: at the end of the day, I'm paying for your class and I'm just a student. Right. Um, and yeah. I'm here to learn. Right. So, yeah. and I'm I'm not... I'm not a very aggressive person when it comes to like confrontation. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I well, I can only say so much about myself because everybody (laughs) thinks self is God. But, but like I like to think I'm very receptive to people, and like I want to get to a place of understanding. Right. So when I talked to her, and she just was completely closed off to that, and there was there was all like attack it got to a point where I was like, okay, well, thank you because I'm getting nothing from this meeting. Mm, (laughs) And she, she was like, well, you're welcome. I was like, "Mm, okay. all right, 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 Um, and from that moment I recorded everything. Every time I talked to her, every encounter, um, and where we lived, you don't need everybody's permission to record. So, uh, it was just very like, I have to watch my back because she's not. And I know like, this biology uh dean was you know her job was to have students but that's not her only job so from then on i kept i kept note of everything we did Mm
1: -hmm. um but
0: the woman ended up moving schools after that semester of course um but yeah just experience man it's hard it is hard and it's crappy it is it's a
1: it's a crappy (laughs) thing (laughs) it's okay. we all get close (laughs) Um, it's a crappy thing to go through but like I said just having your support system because it's it's not only just you know being a woman it's not only just being people of color it happens to literally everyone and
0: um, well now it does happen to everyone but it happens different (laughs) it happens
1: different that's true and it happens harder yes different ways and different things but everyone experiences a time where they feel uncomfortable or belittled or belittled Mm -hmm. or don't feel like you know they're being presented the way that they want to be and the first and respected and respected. Yeah. So just talking to someone, just talking to someone about it, talking to someone you trust and trying to find that next step of Mm -hmm. where to move on and your safety and your being comfortable should be your first, you know, your first priority. So anywhere you don't feel that way, you don't feel supported. Um, you know, you, you need to find a place that you do. Yeah. You know, for sure. So, um, so just trying to navigate it. I don't know. I I don't. I don't. They don't. Email <laughs> no, you did great. Me, but look, if they email you. Email them. We've been and doing a if well. A situation. Oh yeah, and
0: for sure. Yeah. If you have uh, a professor that you want to box, um, just let us know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you're, you you can uh, definitely email us and let us know. We had another subject. You want to skip it
1: is it the underground? Yeah, one? I yeah, feel we like can we talk touched about on that it another it. time. Yeah, we'll, or we can do it. You're
0: going to be at our university for the next 4 years
1: so be uh, Yeah, time. hopefully. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what? I I'm, I'm, I'm just kidding. I'll be here four years, I promise.
0: <laughs> so, um, yeah, on that note, thank you, ma'am. No, thank
1: you. I know you, you. got to go, and I'm so, so appreciative that no. you like flew
0: over here. No, I'm so uh, excited <laughs> to be here.
1: And- I'm super excited, and good luck to anyone listening. For sure, see them soon. They should come to KU. Advocate uh, for
0: KU. 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 Um, <laughs> so yeah, you guys have a blessed week, and we'll see you later. Okay. Bye.
1: Bye.